We are glad to announce we have partnered with Thrive Fantasy for the upcoming NFL season. Come prop up on Thrive Fantasy this season. In case you don't know what Thrive Fantasy is, Thrive Fantasy is a daily sports app for player props. Thrive Fantasy has eliminated the need to do countless hours of research because they only ask you about the top tier athletes in respective sport. For this NFL season, Thrive allows you to choose 10 out of the 20 player prop options to build your lineup. Each prop has a fantasy point total associated with the over or under based on its likelihood to occur. The most points a selection is worth, the riskier it is. Rack up the most points to win a share of the prize pool. Thrive has awarded over $1.4 million in prizes since launching in 2018 and has $50,000 guaranteed in prizes for NFL Week 1. Use promo code PODCAST when you sign up today and you will receive an instant $20 bonus on your first deposit of $20 or more. Download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or Play Store or by visiting their website, thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop up today. What's up, guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Last Take Sports Podcast. And in today's episode, we will be doing something a little different, and normally we update you guys on live, up-to-date sports. But now we're going to be doing something a little different for you guys in this episode, and that is fantasy football. And we're going to be going over fantasy football playoffs for you guys and guys we like and guys with favorable matchups, guys who we don't like with non-favorable matchups, and guys from the waiver wire who you might be able to pick up and help your fantasy rosters for the playoffs. So we're just going over fantasy football playoffs for you guys. And let us know if you like this type of episode. I know we've never really done fantasy football aside from one episode we did with Brodo fantasy football before the season started about uh, the draft and who you guys should look out for. Now we're going to be doing kind of an end of season playoff type things and let us know on our social media, whether or not you guys think We should do more fantasy football in the future. I know the season's kind of coming to an end, but maybe next year. Just let us know if you like this type of episode since we haven't really done this and we might be looking forward to do more of these types if you guys enjoy. But let's get right into kind of our playoff fantasy football episode. And we're going to be starting off with guys we like and guys with favorable matchups. And we're going to go position by position with QBs, running backs, wide receivers, and tight ends. But let's start off with quarterbacks. And my first one I have to list is Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers, Henry, he has Detroit, which is a very beatable team and a guy he threw all over. And week after week, he plays them. Whenever whenever Aaron Rodgers plays Detroit, he just throws all over them. And Detroit does not have a special secondary this year at all per normal and Aaron Rodgers he's been having MVP type season he will just do the same all over Detroit Carolina and Tennessee also teams that he will just throw all over and next one you have Tom Brady very favorable matchups and that is a theme you will see with all of these guys in this section not necessarily playoff type guys who will go out and be the all-star for your playoff teams not like everyday starters is what I'm trying to say but some of these guys just have really good matchups that might be on your bench normally they just need maybe need to slide them in at in your starting lineup but my next uh, quarterback here is Tom Brady he is Minnesota Atlanta Detroit very good matchups next one is Ryan Tannehill of Tennessee 
Jacksonville, Detroit, Green Bay, and the last three quarterbacks I listed all have Detroit. So if you if you see a common theme here, if your quarterback is playing Detroit, which Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, and Ryan Tannehill are all playing Detroit in the three weeks of the playoffs, I say put them in your starting lineup the week they play Detroit. That is a common theme here. Detroit does not have a good secondary, and they've been thrown on all year. And But Tannehill has Jacksonville, Detroit, Green Bay, and Justin Herbert has Atlanta, Las Vegas, Denver, very favorable matchups. And you also have Jared Goff. And I know this week, which will be the day this airs, he has New England. And New England on Thursday Night Football, New England is not a great team to go up against if you're a quarterback. But I'm not looking at week 14. So if you do have Jared Goff on your team, don't start him week 14. Please start him week 15 and 16 instead. He has two of the worst three defenses, two of the bottom three defenses in the NFL in the Jets in week 15 and then Seattle uh, week 16. And he should have a field day, especially with all his weapons and is that great receiving core with Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, and Josh Reynolds has been playing great recently. And now Tyler Higby's been catching a couple touchdowns. I know they don't use them as much, but they have Gerald Everett as well. And now your running backs are starting to come into play, play action, maybe pass catching out of the backfield. Who knows? I, I really like Jared Goff in week 15 and 16. If I were you, I would not start him week 14. But week 15 and 16, if you need a quarterback, Jared Goff might be your guy. But Henry... What do you have for running backs now that you think have very good matchups and will be great throughout the playoffs? You know, Andrew, I mean, you're, you guys will see a common trend throughout this entire podcast that it seems like the same teams have the guys who are going to have the favorable matchups and the same teams are going to have the guys who don't have as favorable matchups. But if you want to talk about some teams or some running backs, excuse me, with some very favorable matchups throughout the entire playoffs. I mean, it starts with Derrick Henry and Aaron Jones, Andrew. I mean, both of them, they get to play Detroit. Obviously, that's a great matchup. And for Derrick Henry, they get to play Jacksonville as well as Green Bay. And for a guy like Derrick Henry, he seems to just get better as the season goes along, and especially hitting playoff time for the NFL and for fantasy for the past, I don't know, two or three years, it seems like he blows up every time. So the fact that he has three top 10 matchups in a row, I mean, he, he's on watch to have 50 points per game for the last three weeks, and I'm dead serious about that. And for Aaron Jones, although he won't get as much work, they like to uh, save him for the playoffs, and I still think that will continue, especially because two of these three matchups should be very winnable for them against two of the three teams that probably won't end up in the playoffs, but Tennessee, obviously we know will. Air Jones has matchups against Detroit, Carolina, and Tennessee. Once again, all top 10 matchups. And obviously you're not going to bench Aaron Jones, but I thought it was necessary to reiterate the fact that he just has phenomenal matchups and is definitely on watch to blow up. And then we have two guys who maybe haven't been good all season, great all season, excuse me. These guys have been kind of 10-point-per-game scorers all year. They had one or two blow-up games each. In David Montgomery's case, he had one last week, which is a good sign heading into this lot, these last three games that he has against Houston, which is a great matchup, a top-three matchup for running backs against Minnesota, which isn't as great. But if you think there's any chance that the Bears – 
have a lead in this game late. I, I think David Montgomery is going to be a key part in the end of game game script. And then he also plays Jacksonville, which we all know is one of the worst defenses in terms of stopping the run in the NFL, Andrew. I mean, although David Montgomery is not my favorite player, I'll tell you he's probably one of my least favorite running backs in terms of fantasy because he genuinely sucks. I mean, it's it's I got to be honest with you. He, he sucks. He sucked all year, but he's got good matchups. And if you have the chance to start him, I think you have to definitely consider it. And with this last guy, I mean, I got to be honest, Andrew. I mean, I know he's a good running back. He was good before his injury, but I mean, he, he's playing for the Detroit Lions and he's, he's got great matchups. He goes against Green Bay, Tennessee. His week 16 matchup isn't great against Tampa, but those other two matchups are very good. But, but Andrew, I mean, he plays for Detroit. There's always that possibility that they go to a three-back committee, and is it really worth it starting a guy, especially coming off an injury, two different injuries actually, in your starting lineup in the playoffs when there's a chance that he could only get 10, 10 touches? I mean, yeah, I mean, you've seen it all year. He's gotten 10 points basically every game. I don't know how much of a split it will be. Well, I mean – if Adrian Peterson is getting a lot of the work early, I would be scared, very scared if you put him in your lineup. But, I mean, we obviously won't know. I would think about probably starting him this week because just Green Bay's run defense is just awful and he's the best pass catching back for Detroit. But, I mean, I am nervous with Swift, but I think he's just just got too good of a matchup to not, to not deny, excuse me, Andrew. Yeah, and – with David Montgomery and DeAndre Swift, the thing with them is they're not going to be your running back one uh, starter. I guarantee you that. And maybe not even running back two, but if you have a viable option at flex, or if you have an option that might not be viable, excuse me, that you might have a problem at flex, those two guys I sh- you should definitely consider putting at your flex option. And, and DeAndre Swift and David Montgomery. And I know, Henry, in the league we are in, I have David Montgomery as my flex. And I think he's going to have a great week. He had a great week last week, and he's a very favorable matchup this week. So if I were you guys, I would be riding the David Montgomery train right into the playoffs because he had a 100-yard week last week, I'm pretty sure. And he's been running the ball very efficiently with his carries that he's getting. And his carries are only going to go up from here. So if I were you guys, David Montgomery, and of course, the other one uh, you just mentioned, DeAndre Swift, he's coming off injury. Just beware of that split, but definitely this week against Green Bay, you should start him maybe as a flex. If, if you already have a flex option, you don't have to start Swift, especially since he's coming off injury. But if you need a flex, Swift could be your guy. But let's move on to wide receivers. And to start it off, I have Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Uh, I'm pairing them together because their matchups, they have three of the bottom six defenses coming up in Minnesota, Atlanta, and Detroit. Not bottom six defenses, but bottom six pass defenses. And this, they should have a field day. One or the other are probably going to have breakout games in any three of these games. So if I were you, if you have either of these two, Put him in your starting lineup. Next one is Devontae Adams. This guy's basically a lock for 15 points at least a week, maybe even 20. But especially with his matchups coming up, you 
there is no reason why anybody who has this guy should he should be on your bench or even at the wide receiver two spot put him at your wide receiver one because this guy is about to go crazy in the playoffs that is Devonte adams detroit carolina tennessee great matchups Devonte adams is your guy next one is a guy who broke out last week had i think the best week for a receiver last week out of any and that's Corey davis and he has very favorable matchups week 16 isn't amazing he has green bay week 16 but if you're looking at week 14 and 15, you've week 14, you've Jacksonville, who is just a bad defense all around. And we've already touched up on Detroit. You've and week 15, Corey Davis is a definite flex. And I think you could even put him at wide receiver too. And the last one is Terry McLaurin and Terry McLaurin had an off week last week, but he, yet again, he's facing probably the best defense in the NFL in Pittsburgh. And I, I have to say, I don't feel as strong about Terry McLaurin as these other names. And he has two not so great matchups, but they're not awful. He has San Francisco week 14 and in week 16, he has Carolina. And those are definitely tolerable matchups. But in week 15, you have Seattle, which he is bound to have a great week that week. Seattle is not a good pass defense team and that's a known fact around the NFL and when you're a wide receiver one on a team especially as good as Terry McLaurin you should have a field day against Seattle and that's what I believe he will have and in week 14 week 16 I believe he is a decent option probably a low-end receiver wide receiver two or wide receiver one probably a higher end wide receiver two I lean more toward receiver two but if you are desperate for a receiver and he's the best you got he could potentially be a receiver one but his matchup against Seattle is just so good week 15 this guy is bound to have a great week 15 and week 14 and 16 I believe he will have decent production just because of how good he is even those matchups aren't amazing yeah Andrew and moving on now to tight end I mean it's obvious at this spot if it's not Kelsey, I mean, or, or Waller after this past week, or Kittle, if he comes back, I mean, you're not really great at that spot at all. I'll be completely honest with you. But we have some guys that have some favorable matchups. With Noah Fant starting off, he has Carolina, Buffalo, and the Los Angeles Chargers. They should be down in, I'd say, probably at least one for sure, and maybe all three to be honest with you and I think there's a decent chance that he's going to get a lot of targets I mean the fact that he's been probably Drew Locke's favorite target all year I think he's destined to have big weeks in at least one of these three they're not great they're good matchups excuse me and I think I mean he's going to blow up in one of these games at some point and next we have Robert Tunyon I mean it's a common theme here you're starting Packers players. If you have Packers players, I mean, you could also throw in MVS or even Alan Lazard if you have them in deeper formats or deeper leagues. I mean, you want to start those guys too because they're just in smash spots every single week. Once again, he plays Detroit, Carolina, and Tennessee. And you saw with his matchup against Atlanta, a horrible pass defense earlier in the year. I mean, that guy can blow up for 35 points, for 40 points, for 50 points in a week if, it's, if possible. And next, 
we have another guy who's been probably very consistent outside of the first three weeks. And of course, this is a player that I dropped after the first three weeks. And this is Hayden Hurst, Andrew. He has one, one really good matchup, a decent matchup, and then I would say a not so good matchup. But the fact that they're going to be down and at least two of the three games is a great sign that they're just going to be passing the ball a ton. And when you're going against Los Angeles, I mean, this game is going to go into the last second because everyone's just going to be blowing leads all game. So I think the fact that they're going to get to 70 minutes in this game helps you out that he's just going to get more chances to score against Tampa. They're obviously going to be down and against Kansas city. They're obviously going to, obviously going to be down. So those little plays where they're just giving the ball to Hayden Hurst for Pat for little dump offs. I mean, that helps them obviously in PPR formats moving on now to Eric Ebron. I mean, he has two solid matchups, two good matchups. And then the last one is not so great. He plays Indian week 16, but if you can find someone better, I think you take that opportunity. But in week 15 and six, or week 14 and 15, excuse me, playing Buffalo and Cincinnati, I think those are very good spots, especially because that Buffalo game could be up and down all game, considering how good the Bills offense has been. And I just think it's going to be a high scoring game. So if you have Ebron, that's very good. And again, Cincinnati, obviously, that is not a great defense. And moving on now to the final tight end we have, Andrew, that is TJ Hawkinson. He's been probably one of the only other guys who's just been consistent at the tight end spot. He's had some nagging injuries, but obviously he'll be good to go, I think, unless some drastic thing happens within the next three days. But I don't expect that to happen. He's been very consistent with great matchups. I think this could be one of the three of these weeks could be the week that TJ Hawkinson has his breakout game goes off for, I don't know, 150 yards, touchdown or two, 10 receptions. I think it is possible in one of these three games that TJ Hawkinson has a boom spot, but I'll let Andrew take it away into the guys that we do not like. Yeah, Henry. But before we go on to that next segment about guys who we do not like, I want to touch up on a couple of the tight ends. Uh, Robert Tunyon, he's caught a touchdown pass in his last three games. And as you mentioned, he's a very favorable or two favorable matchups in his next uh, three games in the playoffs. And of course that comes a week 15 and 16. So week 15 and 16, I think this, this guy's a definite start for you. If you need a tight end, unless you have I would say aside from Kelsey Waller and maybe Hawkinson, TJ Hawkinson, and if Kittle's healthy, but we're not going to count him right now since he's technically on the injured reserve. If you have Hawkinson, Waller, and Kelsey, I I think you start Tanyan in week 15 and 16, no matter what. And then I want to talk about Eric Ebron. He's slowly been gaining targets by Ben Roethlisberger over the weeks and it seems like he is probably his favorite red zone target as of right now and one of his favorite targets in general with that stacked receiving core seeing Eric Ebron get way more targets than normal I think that's a very good sign for him and I expect to see a decent amount of uh, progress from his play in the past couple weeks into the playoffs I think he uh will do very well in the playoffs, but let's move on to our next segment. And that is 
what guys we think might not do that well in the playoffs and that just have bad matchups. And before we get into this segment, I really want you guys to understand that there are going to be guys who are the number one player on your team in this list. And that does not mean not to start these guys. We are just warning you guys that these, these specific players do not have great matchups in the playoffs. And maybe you see one of these weeks, they just have a bad week. And that happens sometimes, especially with your star players. And in the playoffs, this with these specific star players, this probably is the best chance for these players to not do as well as they have been doing. But let's get right into it, Henry. And how about you start off with the quarterbacks listing the couple of quarterbacks. And before you start off, once again, warning you guys, this does not mean do not start these players, but the the names you're going to hear are pretty good quarterbacks. That's why I say this. Yeah, Andrew, and what we have here are probably three of the top five quarterback options. And starting off with Kyler Murray, I mean, he's probably been the best quarterback fantasy-wise all year. You're not going to bench him. I mean, I'm going to make it clear. This is basically just a lower expectations. He's got New York. He's got Philadelphia, and then he's got San Fran, none of which are good matchups, but it's Kyler Murray. He's got the rushing upside. He's got the arm. I mean, you're not benching him. Moving on now to Deshaun Watson. I mean, there's a good chance they're down in two of these three games, and in the game they're up, that's his probably good matchup, so I'm not as worried about him considering that they're going to be winning or losing, excuse me, in two of the three games most likely, and in the game that they're winning – Obviously, he'll probably get his points early then. And for Josh Allen, I mean, he, he's been a little up and down this year. He plays Pittsburgh, Denver, New England. He's probably the guy I'm most worried about considering those are hard matchups and the offense just – he doesn't have the rushing upside. He's been a little bit injury worried. He's had some scary things happen to him, I'll say, over the past couple of weeks with possible injuries. But – he stayed up. He's a tough guy. I mean, it's obvious we've seen that. And I think, obviously, Josh Allen does have some bad matchups. And we obviously don't like him as much as normal. But there's no way you're benching Josh Allen, Andrew. Yeah, and I don't think you're benching any of, of the quarterbacks we listed. Except all I have to say is Josh Allen. You're not benching him, but he has some pretty bad matchups between Pittsburgh, who is the best defense, in the NFL, although Buffalo has a really good offensive line, Pittsburgh by far is the best pass rushing defense in the NFL. And they also have a really good secondary all around. That defense is great. New England is a really, really good secondary and Denver's defense is good. I mean, it's not amazing, but it's good. It's solid, but let's move on to running backs. And this guy who I'm about to start off with, type of guy who started off great and then just slowly started declining. And this past week, he had a decent week if you're in PPR. But once again, he's just been very average and definitely been performing in lower expectations, lower than his expectations. And you should have low expectations for him throughout the playoffs. And it depends, but I would consider benching him if you have a viable option to replace him with someone with a good matchup. And that is Ezekiel Elliott. And typically I'm going to tell you not to bench him, but he has Cincinnati, San Francisco and Philadelphia who are all Cincinnati's not an awful matchup, but San Francisco and Philly probably won't be great for him. 
So week week 14, I'm fine with you starting him. But week 15 and 16, if you have a guy on your bench who could possibly replace him, like maybe a David Montgomery, depending on how he plays week 14, I'm saying you could possibly bench Ezekiel Elliott for David Montgomery, depending on how Zeke plays in week 14 and how Montgomery plays in week 14 as well. But of course, this is just an example. But if Ezekiel Elliott plays the way he's been playing, puts up around 12 points in week 14, I'm saying you there's a very good chance you are benching Ezekiel Elliott in week 15 and possibly week 16. But moving on to our next running back, and I, I really, it, it, it just feels wrong saying his name in this category, Henry, but he does have tough matchups, but you are starting this guy no matter what. That's Dalvin Cook. He's probably been the best, if not one of the best running backs in fantasy football this year. He has just had some tough matchups, Tampa Bay, Chicago, New Orleans. Those are tough matchups. And maybe one of these weeks he has an off week and that's what you need to expect. Go into the playoffs expecting that he might just not be that good in one of these three weeks in the playoffs. So hopefully the rest of your team can make up for it. But if we're being completely frank, with you guys, Dalvin Cook will probably still put up 20 points a week in the playoffs, but that's why it just feels wrong saying his name, but he does on paper have really tough matchups going into the playoffs. So that's just what you have to look out for. And one other guy, Wayne Gallman, tough matchups. He's been performing very well recently, but having Arizona, Cleveland, Baltimore, Arizona's not awful, but Cleveland and Baltimore just have some good rush defenses and that's what you have to look out for so Wayne Gallman you can potentially get away with starting in week 14 but week 15 and 16 I guess if Wayne Gallman puts up 20 points week 14 there's with how well he's been playing I don't think you can bench him but week 15 and 16 if you have a somewhat good option on your bench or at least an average option I would consider benching Wayne Gallman and moving on to our last one who has kind of been average since uh, Le'Veon Bell entered Kansas city. And obviously that gives it away. Clyde Edwards, Hilaire. he's just been very average since Le'Veon Bell has entered Kansas city and he has pretty tough matchups coming into the playoffs, Miami, New Orleans, Atlanta, Basically, if your running back is playing New Orleans, I would probably say not to start him unless it is a very good running back. And I know you guys know who that is, Derrick Henry. I know Derrick Henry isn't playing New Orleans, but I'm just giving you a couple names like these guys who are playing New Orleans who you should start. Like Dalvin Cook is, I know, who I just named. You're starting Dalvin Cook no matter what. But if Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is coming in and he has a tough game against Miami, assuming he plays, and he has a really bad game. I'm saying you should definitely consider benching him against new Orleans. So any guys playing new Orleans, aside from Dalvin cook, who I know is you should probably bench if he's a running back, but Henry let's move on to wide receivers. So what do you have to say about them? Yeah, Andrew, and starting off with the trio, we have of Juju Deontay Johnson and chase Claypool. I mean, they, they face Buffalo, Cincinnati, Indianapolis. I mean, it's it's kind of a mix there overall it's just an average kind of just 
three-game stretch, one good matchup, one bad matchup, and one not good matchup. I think against Indianapolis, you don't want to start any of these guys. Maybe Deontay Johnson, but I don't think you want to start any of these guys. Buffalo, I think you start all of them if you can. And against Cincinnati, I mean, it's up to you. I think it's tough to bench these guys considering they've been just solid all year and they have the upside of just just about anyone. And I think that it's these guys are just hard to bench, but if they have hard matchups, I think these guys aren't good enough where you can't say that they're unbenchable or they're lock-in starts. But moving on now to a guy who is a lock-in start week after week, and I can tell you what, there's little to no reason why you should be benching this guy unless you just have a loaded receiver just team. And this is Stefan Diggs. He goes against Pittsburgh, Denver, New England. I mean, none of those matchups are good. We'll, I'll be completely honest with you, Andrew. I mean, it's a horrible playoff stretch, but it's Stefan Diggs. I don't, he's had, I don't think he's had a single week in PPR where he's been under 10 points, and he's just been so consistent that I think you have to trust that he'll do the same thing in the playoffs. So I think you're still going to start him, although his matchups aren't as good, so I would lower your expectations. And then on to Devontae Parker. I mean, there was a good chance I would bench him all three weeks. With Tua, he's not getting as many targets. Overall, he's just not as good of a player with Tua on the field. So I would consider and most likely bench him. So, I mean, yeah, it's pretty obvious. Bench Devontae Parker, unless you don't have any other matchups that are reasonable to play over him and then at final finally Andrew we have our duo of the Atlanta receivers we have Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley I don't think you bench either of these guys maybe Julio Jones because he's been more inconsistent but Calvin Ridley has been ultra consistent other than his zero point game against the Packers early in the year and that's just an inexplainable game I don't think there's a whole lot you can say about that there but they do have some tough matchups against Tampa Bay and Kansas City. But I think that they're going to be down in both those games, so they'll throw the ball a lot. So I think you're still going to start both of them no matter what, Andrew. And I'll let you wrap up our section of loves and hates with tight ends that we hate. Yeah, and you. I just want to touch up on your receivers. Julio and Calvin Ridley, uh, you're, you're probably not benching and you're putting them in your starting lineup. It depends with the Pittsburgh receiving core. I think it just really depends on your receiving situation. But I would say all of those guys are probably low-end receiver twos coming into maybe flex options, probably closer to flex options uh, in the playoffs. And then I know you have Devontae Parker. He's a must-bench for me. Not a must-bench, but you're benching him. And I guess he's if you need a if you desperately need a receiver, I guess you start Devontae Parker. But if you're not desperate and you have another viable option on your bench, you're starting him over Devontae Parker. And Stefan Diggs, you you're starting Stefan Diggs no matter what. I would be it would be a real shame to see anybody in the playoffs put Stefan Diggs on their bench. It would be awful. So you're starting Stefan Diggs. But let's move on to tight ends that I am not so confident about, and th- this is, I'm just going to start off with Jonu Smith. He's been very inconsistent recently. He had a really hot start ever since then. He's 
been kind of just coming down to average. And recently he's just been very inconsistent and not great. And that is lack of red zone targets. He's just been not getting in. He hasn't been touching the ball as much. And he has some pretty tough matchups coming up between, I know Jacksonville's defense defense isn't great, but Detroit he has, has a pretty good, uh, are pretty good against their tight ends and same with Green Bay. So John o. Smith, I don't think you're starting in the playoffs unless you really don't have anyone better than him, which that would come to a surprise to me. But if you really don't have anybody better than John o. Smith, then I guess you have to start him, but you should not feel confident in that at all. Next one is Dallas Goder, Goder, Goddard, however you say it. I'm sorry if I'm butchering his name in any way. And Zach Ertz, the Philly tight end receiving pair. And I guess you can put Richard Rogers in there, but I really wouldn't understand why anybody still has Richard Rogers on their roster. But Richard Rogers, uh, Zach Ertz, Dallas Goddard, I believe. I'm sorry, you guys, but they, they have some really bad matchups. New Orleans, Arizona, Dallas to wrap up uh, week 14, 15, and 16. I hope you guys aren't starting any of these guys throughout the playoffs. You guys should not be starting any Philly tight ends. And once again, to wrap up this little segment of uh, loves and hates, I this guy you're starting no matter what, unless you have Travis Kelsey on your team. But his matchups are just not good at all. And that's Darren Waller. And if Indianapolis, Los Angeles Chargers, and Miami, three pretty good defense or Indy, Indy and uh, Miami are really good defenses. The chargers are pretty good defense themselves. You are not benching Darren Waller, but he has some tough matchups coming up, especially against Indianapolis. So that is something to be aware of. And Henry moving on to our next uh, segment, and that is waiver wire uh, pickups guys. If you desperately need someone as a flex option or maybe an emergency quarterback, these are your guys. And to start it off, Kiki Kuti, I believe is how you pronounce it, from Houston, the wide receiver. Uh, they are very short and wide receiver. And Brandon Cooks, of course, is dealing with some injuries. Will Fuller, of course, is suspended the rest of the season. I apologize to all your to all you Will Fuller owners. Your playoff uh, run is probably screwed unless your team is very deep. And so Will Fuller out for the season. Kenny Stills, I believe they cut. And you also have Brandon Cooks who's dealing with injuries. So who does that leave? Kiki Cootie. And Henry, he he was the most targeted receiver, I believe, on Deshaun Watson's end in the previous game. And there is no reason why that shouldn't stay that way going through the season, especially with these guys being out. So Kiki Cootie, definitely look to pick him up. Wide receiver from Houston. And the next guy, he's a running back from the Jets. I, I don't know if you're starting a running back from the Jets, but he is one of the most popular uh, pickups this week for the waiver wire. And if he's available, if you need an emergency running back, he had over 100 yards rushing and a touchdown last week, 22 carries, I believe. So he's going to get us expecting he gets the same amount of touches or close to the, from last week and keeps his production up. He's a possible emergency running back. Ty Johnson from the New York Jets. Maybe you put him in. And surprisingly, our next guy, 
is available in almost 50% of leagues as of right now. And by the time this podcast comes out, that will probably change. But in case he is available in your league, Cam Akers of the Los Angeles Rams running back, you should pick him up and you could possibly start him in the playoffs. He doesn't have amazing matchups, but he's been putting up some great production recently. And if you need a running back desperately and Cam Akers is somehow still on your uh is still in the waivers for you guys and available. I, I doubt he is by the time this podcast comes out because most uh, waivers go through by Thursday morning. But And this will come out on Thursday. But as of right now, we are recording this on Wednesday, the day before this comes out. And he's available in almost 50% of uh, ESPN leagues right now. So pick up Cam Akers if he's available and you might just be able to start him in the playoffs if you need to. Next one, we already mentioned him and guys we love for the playoffs for week 15 and 16 as a quarterback, and that's Jared Goff. As as we mentioned earlier in the podcast, he just has really good matchups in Seattle and New York Jets in week 15 and 16. And he's definitely a quarterback you should start unless you have like Mahomes, but he, I think you should be starting Jared Goff week 15 and 16. So if you really need a quarterback for the playoffs, I think Goff is your guy. And to wrap up this segment, and I believe it's our final segment of this podcast, uh, to wrap up the waiver wire guys who you should probably pick up, T.Y. Hilton. And he has a combined 16 targets in his last two games and over 200 or almost 200 yards receiving. You should pick up T.Y. Hilton, and he's a possible flex option for you. And I know he's been really inconsistent or I guess consistently bad all season, but he's been really coming into his own the past two weeks. He's been getting more targets from Phillip Rivers. He saw 11 targets last game, and he's making the most out of it. And he's caught over for over 100 yards, I believe, last game, and I'm pretty sure a touchdown. So T.Y. Hilton, think about starting him as a flex maybe in the playoffs. And if you need to, that, that's only if you need to. I mean, if, if you have a flex don't, don't, I wouldn't start T.Y. Hilton, a consistent flex for your team. Don't start T.Y. Hilton over him. But if you need a flex option, possibly T.Y. Hilton, pick him up off the waivers. He's probably available in almost 50% of league, or in, yeah, in almost 50% of leagues. So check out T.Y. Hilton. I think he could be a possible flex, but that wraps up this segment. And I think the podcast, Henry, if I'm right. Yeah, Andrew, with that, I think this would be a great time to wrap up tonight's podcast. As always, we want to thank everyone for listening. We really hope you did enjoy. Let us know if you did like this podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and download this podcast. And we'll see you guys next time on the Last Take Sports Podcast.